Hey, you're listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast, where you'll learn ways to manage your finances in your personal or business life to set you on the path to debt-free and on to financial freedom. I'm Megan, your debt-free finance coach, former high school math teacher, now a debt-free entrepreneur. In 2021, I paid off $53,000 worth of debt in 12 months so that I could walk away from the classroom. Whether you're on the path to debt-free or looking for ways to manage your finances better, you're in the right place. Walking the path to financial freedom doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little different because I have a friend with me today. We are going to be doing a little client spotlight with Miss Allison. I'll let her go ahead and introduce herself. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm Allison. So Allison and I actually got connected via the online community. We were in a mastermind together. And when I made this transition in my business to the debt-free CEO, she reached out and wanted to do a one-on-one session with me to kind of map her path to debt-free with her and her husband and her family. And so that's what her and I did together. And so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. But to get started, Allison, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what you used to do. Tell us what you do now. Kind of give us a background of you. Of course. So I'm Allison. I am also a Texan like Megan is. I'm a former teacher, just like Megan. We connected a lot about that because we are both former teachers. I just I spent many years trying to figure out what I could do outside of the classroom. So I spent about 18 years in the classroom, tried twice to get out and find something. Finally, the third time was the charm. And I found this online space and landed into podcast management. And that's where I have been today. And yes, we met in a mastermind and I've been friends with Megan for almost a year now. So it's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Has it really been a year? Like this has been the fastest year of my life with having a baby and starting a business all in this one in the same. It's just like, I can't even believe she's about to be one. I'm like, how did we get here? Well, yeah. So we connected on so many different levels, former teachers. Now I'm, I'm a mom. She's a mom, wife, husband, wife, that sort of thing. So I want to hear a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family's financial background. Where were you when you left the classroom and we'll get to where you are now, but kind of just tell us where you were before you came to me. Okay. So before I came to, I would say I have been on a financial roller coaster. I think that's the best way to explain it. We, I mean, I grew up, my parents always were very cautious of money and I'd always, you're supposed to save, like I didn't get the credit cards in college like everybody else did and got themselves into trouble. But then that also hindered me because when I went to go buy my first car, I had no credit. So I finally got a credit card and I was really good about it. I would, you know, buy groceries, pay it off, do all that stuff. I would say probably after I got married, we had our first son, we built a house and just all of those new things. We just started putting things on credit cards. We wanted to, you know, upgrade things in our house and just do that different stuff. And before we knew it, and then taxes, that was one of the things when we got to taxes, it's like, oh my gosh, how are we going to pay our taxes? Like so many things just kept adding up, adding up, adding up that it was like, okay, we are now officially in debt and how are we going to get out of it? 
when you built your house, did you, Mm -hmm. did y'all, the, did they, did the escrow imbalance, did they budget it wrong because? So we actually waived escrow. And so we knew, but I don't know that we truly knew how much taxes were going to be. be. Yeah. And so long story short with that first house, we ended up selling, making a huge, you know, with all the equity and stuff, we ended up being able to pay off all of our debt. So that, that's why I say we were on a roller coaster. So we started fresh. It was great. Then we had twins. <laughs> and that's when I think the world, it's all my fault. So I actually, that year I had my twins, I got out of the classroom. Well, without mm-hmm, my income, that was hard. Of course, you know, my husband worked extra things. It was, you know, he would do his best, but we had to put some things on credit cards just to, to get it, you know, until I could get back in the classroom. That next year I got back in the classroom things were going great. It was fine, but it just all started slowly building up again. And it was kind of like, you know, I had to sit back and say, what, what is going on here? Is it my spending? I mean, yes, it was the Amazon prime came out those years. (laughs) That's what got me into trouble. But, you know, we would look at cars and I would try to figure out, well, how could I save money by getting a car? Well, with twins and a four-year-old at the time, that was, I had to have a bigger vehicle. So that was a big expense. Anyway, same thing happened. We got our debt paid off. All things were great. Well, then I decide to leave the classroom again. <laughs> Everything happens when I left the classroom. So, you know, same thing, roller coaster. This last time I started my business, of course, my income, my teaching. So I left in May of 2022. I had my teaching salary until August, but I didn't have enough. I didn't have any clients at first, of course. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to just, you know, balance how I could, but things, you know, I bought courses, I joined a mastermind, things just started adding up again. And I would not say my true, I mean, I know we'll get into this, but in order to start actually paying bills again, once I got my clients, you know, income coming in, I had already had debt. Once you transitioned into this debt-free stuff, I just started, you know, binging what you were talking about and listening to your episodes and every time you would have an episode come out, I'm like, okay, what about this? So finally I reached out to you and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't even remember when it was. It was spring sometime. Yeah. It was like, I think I started all of this in February or March. So I think it was like March or April. I, yeah. I want to say that too. But I remember what it all started was I started thinking, how could a 0% interest credit card yeah. help me? So that's what started. So I reached out to you and that's when you sat down with me and we were like, okay, and map just, this out. Yes. You asked me all the different questions. What are the, and like, it made me very vulnerable. I was like, okay, here it is. And then you would just ask more questions. And I was like, I don't even know that I know all these answers. And it just, so that's where it all kind of started is just. Well, I like that end. you said it makes you vulnerable because you're sitting down with somebody else and it's like, you're having to confess all of these things. And sometimes it can be you feel ugly or you feel shameful. And that's never, ever my goal. I never want anybody to feel that way, but it's good because it's Mm eye-opening because usually when you have to tell somebody that you've spent X, Y, Z, or that you have this over you, it does something inside you where you're like, okay, I never want to feel that again. I never want to have to do that again. So what do I need to change so that we can get past this? Yeah. So that's sometimes just the biggest thing is talking it out with somebody can be the thing that really helps you turn that page. I do have a question for our listeners so that they can understand you and your husband's dynamic. Do you and him do everything is equal? His money's your money. My money is his money. His spending is my spending. My spending is his. 
or is, do you guys keep your finances separate? I think I know the answer, but I want to refresh my memory. No. So we, everything's our money together. We try, we just kind of all, he'll pay the mortgage, he'll pay. And then I pay the other bills. Cause I think some of our, we have it auto paid onto my credit card. And so those are just certain things that we do, but everything, we do everything together, you know, nothing's his, nothing's mine. We just all, I mean, I technically got us into debt, but <laughs> he's, you know, we treat everything equally. Yeah. No, I just want, wanted to give them that background because couples, when you're single, you can do whatever you want. It's your money, mm-hmm. your money, your bills, your bills. It's your own thing. But when you're married, some people keep it separate like that, or they very much like the way you and I do it with our spouses is it's equal. So if we have a bill, like it's one of us is going to come from one of our checks, but mm-hmm. we're both going to pay it. It's all going in the same pot and it's all coming out of the same pot. Right. Uh, so I just like to let other people know that ahead of time so that when they are hearing your story or learning from you, they can compare it to their own situation and see, oh, I never thought of that or, oh, I can't do that. Okay. And you you touched on this briefly when you said that you were thinking about doing a 0% interest credit card. So what was it initially or what was the main reason that you were like, okay, I want to reach out to Megan. Let's sit down together and talk through this. Was it the 0% interest credit card that you needed help with? Um, Kind of talk us through that. So I remember looking at my credit card statement one month and I was like, the interest is killing me. Like every time I would make a payment, it's like I would turn around and the interest just doubled it. So I remember thinking, I think I had done a zero interest before and then just paid it off. And I remember, I don't know if you had had an episode come out about the 0% interest yet or not, but I remember just asking you a quick question on Voxer. I was like, Hey, what do you think about 0% interest? And I think that's what got us started. And you were like, okay, let's just look at all this. So that's kind of where it yeah, those interest payments is what finally got me where I was ready. I had to get it figured out. And that kills me too. And it kills so many other Americans because they're like, yeah, I have this credit card debt and it's 25% interest. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that is so much money. So it's not that consumer debt is always bad or if we're in debt that that is necessarily bad. It's it's the simple fact that we need to be smart about it. You right. and your family need to be smart about it because if your money's not working for you, then it's working against you. And mm-hmm. every month you were, do you remember how much those interest payments were? The interest on that credit card was, oh gosh. I think you said it was like a couple hundred dollars. I want to say that one interest payment was like 247. And that's when I was like, look, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I was like, I have to fix this. Well, you're taking $200 and throwing it down the toilet every single month. And like I tried, because what we were doing is my credit card is I pay groceries, I pay some of the bills, kids stuff, and then I paid it off each month. Mm -hmm. It was working great. And I get Amazon points for it. So it was like perfect. But then once my teaching salary stopped and I still really hadn't built up my clients, like I was still just paying off courses and stuff, it just started accumulating and I didn't know... Like I was just going round and round. And so that's when I was like, I wonder if I could just find something just to kind of break that interest and then I could get on top of it. So I love that. So what was our strategy call like? And slash, how do you feel I helped you create that roadmap for you and your family? Oh my gosh. So you really asked so many deep questions that made me, like we kind of said earlier, I had to start digging and we did a lot of Voxer communication too. And so I would go look up my financial statements and all these things. And then I would report back to you. 
And then I would find other things. I'm like, okay, I really have to tell her that because that's included. And so you just had me, I mean, basically add up every bit of debt I had, all of my finances. I mean, you asked me about income, what bills I paid, and then what was all that debt that just was like that lingering stuff. And then we kind of looked at it from there as, and I think that was, it was right when I was getting our tax return too, because I did incorporate that to pay off yeah, my I remember. debt. So I was asking you, okay, how do I, do I put that towards debt? Do we put it in savings? What do I do? Because I felt like if I was putting it in savings, I just had this debt still lingering. So you just helped me really map out exactly what I was going to do with all of the money, what I was going to put. We did open up that 0% credit card. I did a balance transfer. So yeah, I, I was going to say all of that. Yeah. I did the balance transfer, got it all over there. And then when we got, cause I guess, cause I'd still had a full, what was like half a year of, you know, from teaching. I, so we got a good hefty income return. And mm-hmm. so I put the majority of that on there. And then when was it? January, February, I had to buy a new computer. So I had that on as, I mean, like Best Buy did the, you know, mm-hmm. 0% financing. Yeah. So I did that. So I knew everything was no interest. Which just an update, I'm paying off that computer this month. So yay. <laughs> That's awesome. And you and bought that I, what March, April? February. Right before we went to Oh June. yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember. Yeah. So February. Okay. And it's yeah. July. That's awesome. So, so that worked out good. So I think just having I mean, not to go tell everybody to go open up a zero percent credit card because I mean it obviously hits your credit, but I knew I wasn't purchasing anything major right now. It was okay to take that dent in my credit to open up another account just to get everything, but to also build, you know, to lower that debt. So my, what is it called? Debt to income ratio Mm -hmm. and a balance out a little bit. So, yeah. And I just want to say this too. There's a difference between getting a 0% interest credit card and doing a balance transfer with balance transfers for the people that are listening. You have to be careful with those because they're stipulations if you don't pay it off Mm -hmm. in a certain amount of time. So I think yours was November of 24. Am I remembering Yes, I did a 20, I think it was like 21 months, but I will not, my goal is to pay it off by December of this year. So, but if I don't, I, at least I know I'm, you know, zero percent, like if I need a little extra cash for Christmas, I can roll that over a little bit, but I'm definitely putting way more on it each month so that I'm not, you know, hit. But yeah, you I really did a lot of research which one gave me the longest amount of time without mm-hmm. penalizing me. So I did that balance transfer and then I ended up with 21 months of, you know, 0% interest until but as soon as it hits that 21 months like yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying is people have to be smart with that because when that 21 months hits if you have just coasted along and haven't been aggressive with your debt, then you could owe back interest potentially. Yes. And that is going to hurt very, very badly. But when you, when people come to me and you want me to look at your total financial overview and you bring all these things to the table, these are the kind of things that we talk through and decide, is this a good goal for me? Am I the type that's motivated by deadlines? Do I like knowing that I'm saving money? in the long run, because for you, the interest was killing you and you hated that you were throwing $200 away every single month. So you're like, if I could get that $200 back and put it towards that credit card instead, I could have it paid off twice or three times as fast, whatever. And I think you're, you're also motivated by the deadline of, okay, I want to get this done before my interest is, you know, goes up again because I don't want to be wasting all that money. So it really just depends on the type of person that you are. 
Um, So I was going to ask what goals did we set? So did we have a debt-free goal? And where are you with that debt-free goal? So I think we set about, you know, just making sure that I paid everything off, obviously, before the interest hit or those timelines. And I would say, so I'm trying to remember, I think I put 11,000 on that credit card and I got it down to like seven. So as soon as I pay off this computer credit card, which that was like 250 a month, I can put that towards the other. And I think that's where I leveled it out to where, you know, as long as I can put as much as I have been and no unexpected expenses come up, knock on wood, that I should hopefully be able to have it all paid off by, by Christmas. Oh, I love that. And I love that you said that as soon as you have the Best Buy, the computer paid off, you're going to roll those payments into the bigger credit card that you have, because that is the key there too. When you get one paid off, don't think, oh, I can put that $250 back in my pocket. It's like, no, use that for whatever debt you have next. If you don't have any more debt after that, then yeah, take that $200, put it in your pocket, do whatever it is that you want to do with it. If you still have debt, roll it into the next one, because that is going to get you to that payoff twice as fast. So I love that. And you're going to exceed your goal, which I know you made a personal goal at the end of this year, but your, I guess you could say your physical goal is whenever that one credit card ends in it's 0% interest, which I think is November of 24, which is a whole 12 months away. So if you, like you said, if you did need to spend a little extra at Christmas or whatever, you have that cushion, but you're going to exceed that goal because I know you will and you work hard and I love that. So I'm so excited I for sure you. So. <laughs> um, and so I guess I want to hear where are y'all at now and what's next on your financial dream board list? What are you going to do when you have all of this debt paid off? That is a very good question. I think we've been like on this roller coaster so long. I'm like, is this just the way that life is? But hopefully now we've got it figured out. We know. I mean, our goal is that we're, so my husband works these side jobs. He's in law enforcement, so he can work side jobs. He's trying to build up our savings on the side of me trying to figure out the debt. And he works these extra jobs to help, you know, just do a few things here and there. But hopefully once we have the debt completely paid off, well, first of all, that we don't get back into debt as our number one goal, but that we could start, I really want to start doing investments and really figuring out how our retirement's going to go and just things like that. Cause I have my teacher retirement sitting there. He's going to have his law enforcement retirement. But now that I've started my business, you know, I've kind of halted that retirement system thing going on there. So I need to figure out something from there. That's kind of our next goal. And then just really budgeting. I have your budget template just, (laughs) and just kind of really figuring out, okay, how can we I don't know. I've hear like you do, uh, you know, an account for this and account for that, but at least just when you call it like segmenting money for vacations and for savings and for holidays and really just being more cautious of where we spend our money, what we do with it. And, you know, just because for so many years, it's just been, like I said, up and down, up and down, up and yeah. down. And I just want to get to that point where it's like, we hop off hey, the roller coaster. Yeah. The money that's coming in is for us, not for a credit card. So. Yeah. How much is that uh, monthly credit card bill that you have for the 0% interest, not the best buy the computer, but the other one? The monthly like minimum payments mm-hmm. or what I'm paying? Uh, what you're paying. I Right now I'm putting anywhere between like twelve to 1500 on it. So it kind of oh depends gosh. on how my months go. Yeah. Like if I have a really good month, I'll put more and or, and or, because I still use, you know, I still use my credit card for 
Because anything online, I don't like to put my debit card online. So if I'm going to make an Amazon purchase or I do online grocery shopping, I do all of that with my credit card. Plus I get to earn points and then I'll just, you know, turn around at the end of the month and pay it off. So the only thing I do my debit card on is something that requires physical cash in the sense of like, I can't put my mortgage on my credit card. I know. (laughs) So that's about it. Everything else is on credit cards because like you just said, when you have to, or if, if any fraud or any, if you have to reverse any charges, it takes twice as long Yes, and it's your actual physical money. If it's a credit card, I mean, yes, it's still, you're still liable for it, but your actual physical cash is protected. So I, right. I do the same thing. It's being smart with those credit cards. That yes. is where you really have to be considerate. So I just want to, I want to say this for our listeners. When she gets done paying off this debt, she's going to have anywhere between 1500 to $1,700 a month to put towards her saving goals, her vacation, her retirement, her whatever, which is absolutely huge. And more of the reason why she should be so encouraged to get this debt paid off because for some people that is, oh my gosh, that's their mortgage. That's their, another person's in their family's paycheck. Like that's a lot of money. And so when they get this paid off, they're going to finally be able to use it for the things that they want to be doing. Um, And if you're on here and you are a business owner, like the both of us, then you know, we don't have healthcare. We don't have retirement. We don't have savings. We don't have any of those things. We have to, we first personally have to take into consideration those things for ourselves. And so she's going to be able to do that for her and for her family. And so I'm so excited for you because I know what it was like when we got that money back each month. I was like, oh my goodness, I actually quit teaching. So I pretty much lost it all. But <laughs> when um, I still got my teacher checks, that, it was worth that it was, though. Yeah. yeah, that money was real nice. <laughs> I was like, woohoo, okay. So do you have any closing advice? What would you say to someone that is trying to get out of debt? What what have you learned? What is any advice that you have? Do I you guess have the biggest thing is knowing that it doesn't have to be forever. So making these extra payments, doing all those things, it may seem tough in the moment, but I guess I have that, I don't know, that light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that, okay, this many months later, I won't have to worry about it anymore. And just being very cautious about what I am putting on my credit card. And if I'm going to make a purchase, we know how we're going to handle it. And, you know, just, just those things. So, and debt, I don't know. Not that it's inevitable, but it does happen and things come up, but it's just being able to find the way out of it is the hard part. So I agree. It's temporary. And then you said you have been, y'all have been on this roller coaster for a while now. I think what you guys do next is you do the prevention, you do the work mm-hmm. ahead of time to prevent the roller coaster. So then when life happens, because it always does, you have that savings, you have that financial cushion there to where you don't have to revert back to credit cards. You and your husband will be like, okay, this is why we have that $15,000, $20,000 in savings. So we don't have to put our AC repair on our credit card. We don't have to put that vet bill on our credit card, the pool repair, whatever it is, life happens. We know, we know that. And so it's having that money in savings and having that cushion there to be able to plan for those emergencies. Right. I think that's just, and then putting little, I don't want to say these are personal goals because it doesn't really affect, I mean, it does affect me, but just like having extra money. I would love to have somebody like once a month, come clean my house, like do a deep oh, clean yes. so I don't have to do that. Yes. And that would just be nice to have that extra, you know, I don't even know how much they are now, but 
just to be able to do those things that I've never been able to do because it's like, okay, well, my money's going to my credit card this month or, or you would have to put it on a credit card. And that logically just doesn't make any sense. Right. And that's, I guess that's kind of the mind frame I want to get in is if I have to put it on a credit card, is it really worth it? Yep. I mean, like some things like we went on a cruise back in April, but we allotted for that. I I know that sounds weird because we have debt, but we knew that you're allowed to still live your life if you have debt. <laughs> we you don't just in- stop being and be miserable for we're in whatever. Debt. We're done. <laughs> yeah. No, we're just going to hate our life. Absolutely not. We are human beings. We deserve to go on vacations, eat out, whatever it is. It's all in yeah. moderation though. So and that's kind of what we did is we had already booked it kind of before I got us into, because I, again, I bought these courses and stuff end of summer, but we had already booked the cruise. And so we were like, well, we're still going and we paid it off already. You know, it wasn't that it wasn't something that we couldn't do. We just didn't put that money towards debt. But again, like you said, we have to still live our lives, but just things like that. I mean, obviously you're going to put that on a credit card and then pay it off. But I want to just make sure that I know that if I want something, whatever it might be, could I pay for it with, you know, cash, so to say, quote unquote. And if so, then I'll purchase it. But if not, you know, would I have that money by the end of the month? Okay, great. You know, but otherwise it's probably not worth doing it right now. So my mindset is completely changed and knowing that this should be the last time again, knock on wood that we're in this much debt and hopefully it's, it's the last time. Good. I love that. It is. It's half mindset. I mean, that's with anything in life, let's be honest, but especially when it comes to money and financial things, partly because we were all raised differently. So we all have a certain mindset when it comes to money and finances because of what we saw and what we lived through growing up. And so a lot of us carry that into our lives and in our families. And sometimes it's negative things that we have to break from generation to generation. And so just having that strong mindset of it's temporary. This is not for long. We, once we get ourselves out of this, we're going to plan to keep ourselves out of this. And just that I'm not, just because I'm in debt, I'm not going to be a bump on a log and be miserable for my entire life. Like we work hard, we do the right thing. So we deserve to go on a cruise. My husband and I deserve a date night, whatever it may be, right? It's, we just doing all of those things in moderation over time. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me today. It has been a pleasure and I am excited for our listeners to hear your little testimony. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for helping me most of all, because yeah. <laughs> I would still be spinning my wheels and on that roller coaster. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Debt-Free CEO podcast. Make sure you leave us a review and check us out on meganmendez.com. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Megan Mendez underscore underscore. In the meantime, happy budgeting. See you next time.